At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. You're tuned in to Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. This is the premier source for all things to do after a long day of fishing. Chill out, grab a cold one, let's go explore what there is to do off the water. What is up? Long time no see, people of the internet and the podcast world. Welcome to Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. And today we're going to have a special guest, none other than Mr. Damien McCartney. What's up, Damien? No, not much. Living the dream, man. Nice, nice. Damien is from the East Coast. He's coming from the Connecticut area. So we're going to talk about some clam chowder in this episode. But first, before we get into that, everyone, it is coming up. And it's coming up fast. What am I talking about? I am talking about the Paddle and Fin Trail Series and the Opens at Dale Hollow and the Clash Clubs at Dale Hollow. So what does that mean? That means that Come, uh, here we go. Pull this up for you guys. So, April 9th and April 10th, that's our open at Dale Hollow. All right, the stakes are high, there's a huge cash payout, there's kayaks being given away. I mean, what more could you want? Afterwards, we have a big party at the end of it. This is going to be huge, this is going to be sick, and this is right around the time where that pre-spawn to spawn mode for these smallmouth start happening on this lake. It is something of magic. You guys can't miss this. Look at this too. All right, this is for the open. If you guys want to win some money, there it is. First place payout is 3500 and a kayak. Come on. 
What are you waiting for? Get signed up. It is awesome. Now, day two is going to be the Clash of Clubs. All right. 225 per team. Top five teams get paid. 50 clubs send their top three. And here's the thing. If you have more than three guys willing to go, you can make a team of six. You can have two teams from the same club fishing this tournament. So what do you got to lose? And look at this. That's a nice, sweet payday there, too. And the individual with the biggest bag wins a new canoe flint. I mean, we're just giving stuff away left and right here. You guys get signed up. Go to Tourney X, sign your teams up, sign yourselves up. Come join us, hang out with us down at Dale Hollow. This is going to be April 9th through 11th. Can't wait to see you guys there. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program and back to off the water. So, Damien, what's going on, brother? Nothing. That sounded pretty sweet. <laughs> you guys got some good stuff going on over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, the, I mean – it, it's worth it. it. I mean, just to come hang out. If you've never been down to that area of Tennessee and Kentucky, you're missing out. It is absolutely gorgeous down there. We were just talking. Uh, I can't remember who I was talking to about. Um, oh, actually, one of the uh, one of the owners of uh, Hooks at Hildum is one of my pro staff sponsors. We were talking about Tennessee the other day. He came by. We were working on some stuff, and uh, he was talking about it. He's like, you've never been there? That's the place to go. Actually, you know oh, what? Man. I'm wrong. It's not him. Persistent fishing out of Texas. He said, "You haven't been to Tennessee? Go to Tennessee." So it wasn't Bill. It was it was uh, um, Jake from Persistent Fishing. He said, "You awesome. need to go, especially if you're a fan of country music." Yeah, um, you know, speaking of country music, one of the uh, guest musicians we're going to have is JL Flukes, who's been on the show quite a bit and is an avid uh, kayak fisherman as well. So he'll be joining us down there for, for this event. Awesome dude. He could, he could rock out, man. He's a, it's a good time with him. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, hey, maybe you can make the trip. Maybe. I don't know. Tell the firehouse, hey, I need a day uh, off. <laughs> so, yeah, right? <laughs> it's, so, it's more like the boss that's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so going into a little bit of background about yourself, me and you share the same profession. We do. All right. We so us uh, firemen. Our brother's tell, on the fire us, side. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, well, obviously, like you said, my name is Damien, um, also known as Big D or Dane. Um, I'm Big a D in the house. Big D in the house, yep. <laughs> um, I actually live outside of um, two major cities, um, so Hartford and Springfield, Massachusetts. I'm like, I'm closer to Springfield, but Hartford's only 15, 20 minutes south um, okay. in Connecticut. We're technically central connecticut i guess you could say we're 91 corridor so 91 goes from way south up to all the way up to maine so um easy for us to go wherever we need to go um other than that i am a father too and married and pretty much bait making takes my life up and i try to fish when i can and i'm a daddy daycare dad <laughs> hey you know, that's the awesome part about our job, you know, working the shifts we have. 
you have a lot of time off, you know, you can fish, but also going to raise kids, you know, you get a lot of time to spend with them. So, you know, that's, uh, yeah. that's actually quite a blessing to have, to have the opportunity to do that. Um, so what got you into kayak fishing, dude? Actually, so I don't kayak as much as I small boat fish. Um, okay. Kayak, I, I'm actually on the hunt for a new kayak for this year. My wife and I both, um, she fishes as well. Um, but we picked up like a little 10-foot aluminum boat last year that we've just kind of been using more than anything else. Um, nice. The kayaks were put on the side of the shed, and that's where they've been. But um, she just likes to be in the same boat. That way, when she gets things tangled up, I take care of it kind of thing. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, I actually uh, – you're going to laugh. So this story kind of goes back a little further. So I grew up in South Florida. Uh, I was born and raised there until I was 16. And um, my father would – we'd go out fishing here and there, but it was never like every weekend kind of thing. You know, um, we'd go camping all the time. It was just kind of a part of it, you know. Um a lot of down there is obviously um, the river, which where I live, the river is technically um, <laughs> the inlet from the ocean. So we'd fish along that and um, in some freshwater fishing. I, I didn't take it very serious at all whatsoever. Moved up here, um, you know, went through high school, uh, moved out on my own. Um, I got, uh, I was married to my previous uh, wife, had Cody, who's, he'll be 11 this year. And this, the story kind of goes around him, but um, met my wife now, got married and her cousin bought Cody a fishing pole like three or four years ago, maybe four years ago, I think. And I was like, you know what, let's just do it. I went and got a fishing pole, we went and got our license, and we had kayaks then, and from there, we just, it was just constant, that's what we were doing, um, you know, so we were always, her, so her family actually lives on a pond, which technically would be a lake, because they flooded it through the future, you know, of this area that they had, so okay. it's not actually a pond anymore, it's more of a lake, but they call it Glasgow Pond, um, so we just, I'm there like every weekend and that's what we're doing. We're always fishing and, um, weekends. I'm, we're never here where we're, we're always there. Uh, the pool's there, the, the pond's there. That's our lake house. That's where we go. We get away from everything. For the nice. Weekend. So that's kind of my, my little backstory on history of my fishing and kayak and canoe, kayak, canoe, small boat. We've got nice. all three of them. <laughs> well, you uh you have your hand in some business with uh Slay Nation as well, correct? I do actually in two different ways. Um I'm actually one of the sponsors for the whole Slay Nation tournament fishing. I'm also a director for the small boat division two in Connecticut. Yeah, dude. Slay Nation has done some awesome things. Um we've had I mean we've had them on as guests plenty of times between all different segments and anytime that the there's someone in need um i mean slay nations right there to fundraise that money and help those people out so 
that's uh, I, anyone ever asks, I'll I'll always tell them, hey, look at Slay Nation if you want to do so, do something good. Yeah, absolutely. Frank does an awesome job. Um, you know, we talk about it every time I talk to him because he's actually not too far. Well, I say he's not too far away, but he's he's on the south side of the state. Um, and we we talk we talk probably once a week at least. Um, and I tell you, he, his ideas and things he wants to do is, it's phenomenal. Um, you know, and the way that Slay Nation has been growing over the last two years has been crazy. Um, and giving away and doing these, these, um, fundraisers has been phenomenal. We've got a huge turnout too, which is great. Yeah. Well, shout out to Frankie. Uh, I think I've said Pal- Palafrone, right? Is that Palafrone, how you say it? Yeah. Palafrone. Palafrone. Yep. We call him Provolone though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Frankie Poverlone <laughs> yep, and, yep. and Slay Nation, uh, guys. You guys are doing uh, an awesome, you know, an awesome job with that. So keep up the good work there. But let's get that. into let's get into your uh, into your brand a little bit here. Stretching lines, stretching lines. We're a soft plastic. Uh, how do I put the soft plastic creator? I guess um, we're just. It was spur of the moment, man. It was just one of those things. I actually, it started out as a clothing company. Um, okay. I started out with this hook logo and just the hooks. And then this, the other parts have changed throughout time. We also have a bass logo that we use sometimes here and there. And um, yeah, you'll see it on the, on the hat that's there. That's our bass yep. logo. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, we started out with, with apparel and then I actually had some guys that were asking the pro staff and asking if I was going to do anything else. And I said, well, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, uh, he's like, why don't you do some baits or something like that? So I looked at a couple different things and, um, and I'm like, wow, I'm like soft plastic seems kind of interesting. So I started getting into that a little bit. I made some jigs in the beginning. Um, we, da- we dabbled in some painting of, uh, hard baits and I just kind of, I found creating soft plastics. Um, it's just fun. It's fun to start with a bucket of what looks like milk and create something that's, you know, two, three colors, all this other stuff. Um, the one to Patreon right now is Jonah's realistic jigs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually a buddy. Um, he, I'm, I'm looking, I'm actually helping him right now. Basically he doesn't have a, um, a website or anything like that. He just has a Instagram. Um, so I'm helping him out. He does a phenomenal job with jigs. He's actually another one of my, um, pro staff sponsors this year. Um, but he does a phenomenal job with some of that oh, stuff. Man. Yeah. Let's go back to these baits and you guys got the, uh, fire cross special out right now. And, uh, for you guys on, so right now fire crawl is about to pick up for us and you guys are going to be getting it soon. Uh, over on the east coast there but yeah these uh i just fire these actually look pretty sick man i like the two-tone that you actually have between there with the black speck in them uh if i'm not mistaken so these are going to be the ones that are in the picture are the uh mugger cross uh so the ones that are in that picture there are the so there is the dangler which are the ones towards the left body yep and okay. then the other ones up top are the thumper, which are up, up over on the right side. Okay. Um, we do have right now. I have them. They're actually hanging on the rack right now. Are the motor crawls and the sledge crawls? 
So here's your um, sludge and muggers. Okay. Yep. Uh, I had a few cool. guys that throw the jigs around a lot ask for the mugger crawls or uh, the uh, sledge crawls. So I made some up in the sledge crawls yep. as well. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, man, those look those look pretty sick. One thing I also like too is uh, the beefcakes here, man, and the color the colors you're able to get on them. Looking looking at the resolution, it, you know, it, it almost reminds me of how you know the way it's ribbed, right? If you could see my course of the way it's ribbed and the color scheme. So even though it's your typical green pumpkin and your uh, June bug or dark blue colors. These colors almost remind me of what Six Sense would put out. So it's a very, like a high definition uh, to those colors based upon what's in those pictures. Yeah. The so I, I've I've been shooting plastic for two two years ish now. I want to say it was last. Well, maybe maybe a year. Uh, it's been like a year, year and a half or so. Um, and I've, I've, I've tried so many different products, um, you know, and I finally found something that I really like. Um, I actually sent, I send more stuff out than I actually sell to get it out there for people to try, you know, stuff like that. And I have a buddy in Texas I sent uh, a care package to, and he took out our thick stick and he's sitting there pulling on the thing. He's like, dude, is this made out of, is this made out of tires? This is crazy. <laughs> um, you know, it, it took me a while to find what plastic I wanted to use. Um, so I am across the board with the same plastic blend, um, with a little, a couple little additions into it, um, for what we have. And, uh, I mean, the colors, colors are endless. I mean, you can come to me, send me a message, email, whatever, and be like, Hey, I'm looking to match this. Actually, I have a guy who's on my staff, um, he just got back from Louisiana um, from one of the Toyota series tournaments and we were working on it today and he wanted something similar. Um, who makes the colors? I can't remember who makes the colors now, but it's like, it's a purple and a blue and a brown. And he's like, dude, can you do something with this? And I want to change up some stuff. So we went through it today and I made, I blew him out of the water. He's just like, dude, he's like, this is crazy. He's like, these things are awesome. Let's change this color. Let's do this. I want to see what that looks like. And I did it. So he's actually going to come down here soon. Um, and we're going to sit here all day and just make colors. And he's going to help me get more colors to add to our line. Um, because, you know, everybody likes simple colors. I mean, most people like simple colors. But the one thing that, that fishermen like is they like things that are fancy. You know, and we try to stay more to the, towards those neutral colors those natural colors, um, you know, but I can do anything. So it's, it's all up to your imagination. You tell me you want something purple, you know, purple, white, green, you know, whatever. And I can mix it together in certain ways and, you know, we can work together on it. That sounds like the, uh, alien spaceship. 
is. That's awesome, man. Well, and you know, I've watched your and let's actually go. I'm gonna pull up your Instagram real quick. And I've watched plenty of times you live on Instagram where you know this isn't you when you're doing your baits, they're not in-house. I'm sorry, they're not in a uh you know manufacturing plant, they're right there in your basement hanging in-house. Yep. So so this is your Instagram for stretching lines, you know, and you know, let's see here. Just to kind of we'll, we'll play this one as an example. I'm going to kind of fast forward through it, but just to kind of show you guys, look it. So there he is. All right. He's cooking. Let's see here. Can I get down a little bit? I mean, just everything is done by hand. There's nothing being done here in, in a actual like press machine or manufactured to a true extent. Now look at from where we start to where we're at right now. Keep it going. I mean, come on through. Let's see. Where'd you go? There you are. All right. Now you're in the molds. I mean, all uh, this, right. Yeah. Pull it. This is pulling molds right there. This is all done by hand. Look it. Here's your product. There it is. This is all this is this is dedication. This is hard work. This is blood, sweat, and tears pour, poured into this, man. So kudos to you, and thank you for you know doing what you do, man. Because a lot of people, I mean, you find it as a hobby, but there's a lot of people who wouldn't have the time or patience for that, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely um, it's it's when you learn, like obviously there's there's guys that are, that are way, way more advanced than me. And then there's guys that are like, you know, way below me. It's, it's just doing your homework, doing your research, you know, um, there's so many different steps you can take to do different things, you know, quality of your molds, uh, quality of your products that you buy for your plastics, your glitter, your pigments, your pearls, um, the, the, the oil that we put um, things into, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that I'd like to do. Like, don't get me wrong, like an automated, you know, press and all that stuff would be wonderful. But, you know, at the same time, like, you don't, you don't, you get a barrel, you add your stuff into it, you put the hook of this machine up to the barrel and it just, you know, the only thing you're doing is pulling the baits out. That's it. Pulling the baits out. You know, you're not actually like, you. and whenever you, I guess you can say that you put your hands on every bait when you go to package it, but I, my, my hands touch the baits three times before it gets put in the package, yeah. you know, from pulling it from the mold, hanging it, grabbing it off the hanger, pulling it off the sprue, looking at it, putting it, you know, putting it in whatever, whether it's salt or oil, you know, the oil mixture or whatever, and then into a bag. I mean, it just, it, it touches my hands three times, you know, and we, we try to to make sure we look at everything and find stuff. Some things get through the cracks, you know. There may be like a thick stick that has a bubble in it somewhere or something, you know, that just you didn't see. You know, I hold. I try to hold everything up to the light and look through it if I can. <laughs> you know, not everything's like that. So, you know, it's just hey, one of those things. You know, you what you do with that bubble and thick stick. You you take your rubber band, put it over the bubble, and there's your wacky rig right there. Yep. Yeah. You exactly. Know? I mean. Modern it's, problems require modern solutions. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and I, I've, I haven't run into anybody, 
you know, any customers or any of my staff that's like, oh, you know, this is this is BS. Let's, you know, you can give me, a, I want another bag. Like, you know, everybody's like, I, hey, I understand, you know, it's it's me. That's pretty much it. I've actually gotten um, a few guys from, I don't know if you ever heard of it, uh, Jason Biggs podcast. Yeah. Bobby Roast Beef. Yep. So they're actually like 15 minutes up the road from me. <laughs> so <Okay. laughs> um, I actually work uh, alongside Sean, the fisherman. He comes down to the house and we've been going through colors. Um, and uh, he's actually been helping package baits and everything and whatnot. And then he has a couple guys that he really trusts that he wants to get down here to do that. But it's all been me, like everything from my website, my social media to, you know, packaging the baits up to this point have all been me. These guys are just going to come in and package baits. That's all they're doing, you know. Um, but I try to handmade, USA made all of our products, um, what we can, you know. And like we're running into an issue now where we're trying to, um, I'm trying to get better packaging because right now we just have clear bags. We slap a sticker on it and that's it. I'd like to get legit bags. Unfortunately, nobody does them stateside. So. Next step is to go to China. Um, that's that's the closest deal. So I've been trying to find right. somebody that would do it. And there's so many different things I can do. I can put a you know hanging thing on it. I can I can do all kinds of different things. But with with the way things are, and I've been talking to um, a few like um, business business people um, about things because we're looking to up our um what our business was our business is registered as um and they're saying like you know you gotta do this you gotta put this on your bag so how many stickers can i put on my bag before i have to actually go all right well i need to start printing bags you know right so it doesn't doesn't look like it doesn't look like an old 70s car with all the bumper stickers <laughs> all over it, you know so that's that's Ask cash for gas nobody writes exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> So yeah, we try to, I try to look at everything that we're doing and, you know, I try to ask everybody out there like, Hey, what would you like to see? You know, um, a lot of the stuff is as I buy molds and stuff, it's like, Oh, Hey, I think that's cool. I think that would be awesome. You know, I'll buy that. Um, but I've tried to reach out and be like, Hey, what do you guys suggest? You know, um, and the, the crawl mold was the last one I bought and <laughs> everybody loves the crawl mold you know yeah, so man, it's, <laughs> it's it's one of those we things all, we all know that bass love craws so i mean craws are probably the hot craws and then you know and it's just my opinion but you know you'll find you'll find bait fish in a good healthy lake i mean it all depends on where you're fishing though you know it it, it varies lake to lake because there's some ponds that are in like when you leave like Chicago, right? And you go outside into the rest of the country, like Chicago's kind of a unique animal because there's not a lot of like true bait fish that you find in our local ponds and lakes, except like Lake Michigan and our rivers. But one thing that's always there is crop there's crawfish everywhere. So you know, at any time you, you know, you're gonna find somebody throwing a crawfish just because that's the forge. That's what's there, regardless yeah. of what, what body of water you're fishing. There's it's always funny. crawfish. Like 
honestly, like, so that the Glasgow pond I was talking about, the one that we go to quite often, um, I have not seen a crawfish in there. I'm not saying that they're not. I just, I've never seen one. Um, but down below, so the pond um, drops, there's a dam and it drops down into a larger uh, pond. There's crawfish down there, but I've yep. never seen any up top. Um, <laughs> but those, I can't tell you how many times last year I, I, I threw some type of crawfish um, type bait on and they were hammering it, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's yep. it's a it's a good one. I'm ha- I'm happy I got this one. Um, when you get your stuff, you'll be happy with it. I guarantee uh-huh. it. <laughs> nice. Well, you know we're talking about it. Let's talk about the waters of fi- of fishing in the area you're at. So you had mentioned the pond, but being you're so close to um to the Atlantic, do you guys uh more so do you specifically? Uh, do a lot of um, striper fishing or chasing, um, chasing like that brackish water where you have uh, fresh and salt water, kind of like Chesapeake Bay where there's bass and then you'll have striper uh, both inland and kind of offshore a little bit over there. So I don't, I don't personally, um, I usually just stick to bass fishing, but okay. um, this year I will probably be doing a little bit more of that. Um, we, our brand is actually going into an outfitter that doesn't carry um, baits of any sort right now. Well, actually, let me rephrase that. So they carry some baits that were left over from, and I can never remember his last name. His name's Jason. He's from Maine. He's a kayak angler. Um, mm, gar- no, Gardner. Gardner. Okay. Gardner. So he used to do all his own soft plastics. Um, and three bells outfitters were actually going, we're, we're in the process of getting things in there. Um, they carry what was left over his line. Um, so when Jigs and Biggs went in and did an interview with them, um, Jigs and Biggs is going to be dropping some, um, tungsten jigs here soon. And, um, they, Sean paired up their jigs with my, um, the danglers and they were like, these are awesome. Where can we get them? So. I went in and talked with them. So we'll be going into Three Bells, which is out in Niantic. And they're actually right on the coast. So those guys striper fish like crazy. Cool. <laughs> right from their backyard. And they're like, dude, just come down. We'll take you out. We'll give you a, we'll give you a pedal kayak because they're a, they're a um, Hobie dealer, uh, Bonafide, Freedom. And they have like two or three other ones. We'll go out. We'll go striper fishing. I'm like, all right, I'm down. I'm down. I don't. I don't striper fish very much. The Connecticut river brings stripers up and actually like 10 minutes down the road. Um, we have a bridge across over the next town. There's like a little, there's a spot over there that everybody goes and I hear that they catch, they hammer on the stripers out there. Um, but I just haven't gotten into it that much. So hopefully this year we'll, uh, we'll get on some stripers, but we'll see. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So like here in Illinois, people wouldn't think about it, but, we have now it depends on where you go because um a lot of so we have a, now Illinois for one is a monstrosity of a state it is i mean it you could drive through three states if you're going south cross through you could cross through Iowa 
Missouri and Kansas all at the same time, and yet that's still one side of Illinois. Illinois is yeah. huge. But we have um, a lot of nuclear power plants uh, that power throughout the state. So a lot of these cooling lakes, um, you know, at the time were grown zebra mussels. So what they did was they brought in pure stripers from the Atlantic and stocked them in the, in the lake because the lake will never freeze because of the wind because it's always a wind power and there's a warm water uh, discharge into there. Uh, that's pumping in so that water always stays warm so it's it's the right temperature for them to thrive in but secondly um some of them you can only access with boats so like for example heideke lake has pure striper in them heideke lake is a cooling lake that cools the dresden nuclear power plant and you're only you have to have a minimum of 10 horsepower on your boat just to get on the lake because when wow. that wind kicks I mean, it. you're talking rollers, you're talking, I mean, it gets, even fishing from shore, it, you know, if you're not on the right side of the, of the tracks that splits the lake in half, man, you're, if you're casting in the wind, <laughs> you ain't getting far. But <laughs> yeah. also too, if you use the wind to your advantage, that's going to push the bait fish up closer. So if you're casting parallel, if you're in a spot where there's nobody else around you, you could cast parallel to the shoreline. Man, those stripers and smallmouth just inhale it. But there's no way you could get a kayak out there because, or even even a small uh, craft without you know without having a ten horse. Even if it was like a light aluminum boat, you're still you're still chancing it. I mean, you have to have a full rig out there in order to be safe on those waters. That's crazy. But on the, but on the other hand, if you go down to St. Chris Lake. Same situation, except they're not drawing that much. Um, they're not drawing that much solar energy to power that nu that nuclear plant. So it's a lot safer to be on a kayak and go chasing after wipers down there. But that's one thing. If I ever came out to your guys's area, or I should say, if and when uh, I do, uh, I definitely want to go chasing after some of those wipers out there, man. That just looks like a hell of a time, especially getting towed around in a kayak by them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. I see, I see pictures and videos all the time, obviously, of all the guys, you know, that fish around here and, you know, from the trail and this, that, and the other thing that, you know, they do that. Um, and I just haven't gotten a chance to get out there. I mean, I've had guys ask me to make baits to, to go out there for them, um, which we will, we have in the works some soft water plastic or salt water plastic. It's it's a very very new thing. I'm not sure where it's gonna go, but Three Bells Outfitters will be carrying it, and Old Glory um, Outfitters in Massachusetts will be carrying it. Um, awesome. I won't have them on the site or anything like that. It's gonna be specific to the two tackle shops um, for right now. We'll see where it goes, but hey, gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just it's not a it's not something that I I mean. I don't saltwater fish all that much. Like I said, I stick more to bass. We'll mm -hmm. see what this year brings. Um, I did get my license for, uh, you know, inshore and offshore. So the goal is to get out there. <laughs> we just don't know when. <laughs> cool. So, you know, is there any other uh, waters or uh, fishing spots worth mentioning uh, for someone who's coming to your area to check out? Uh, I mean, a lot of guys, 
and I have I have yet to make it out that far. Um, I mostly stayed in Eastern Connecticut, um, you know, on the Rhode Island line and whatnot. So I fished a bunch of those lakes on that side. Um, okay. Some up in Massachusetts, um, you know, uh, like Candlewood. I honestly, I th- I know everybody. Anybody that fishes has heard of Candlewood. And yeah, it's it's one of the KBF uh, trail stops. Yeah, the small mouth that they pull out of there is ridiculous. <laughs> I I just I I wash my feet and guys are out there. You know, um, I was just watching. Somebody just pulled one up through the ice. I was like, wow! Like I just I'm blown <laughs> away by by the stuff that comes out of that lake. But um, eventually, I'll make it out there. Um, but yeah, Candlewood, I guess is. It's a it's a dream place to fish for a lot of guys, and honestly, that's the one I, I'll I'll say you know if there's anywhere else to talk about, go to Candlewood, you know. Cool. <laughs> or I've also heard the Cape, the freshwater on the Cape. I heard is pretty pretty producing. So cool. Not a lot of people think about that. They think more like you know offshore out on the Cape, but um, freshwater, I guess, is is pretty good out there too. Nice. Yeah, you know. Um... What really kind of got well, I should I've watched videos from past, but recently, which uh, I don't know, probably about a year ago, um, you know, and I'll put the disclaimer out there: a lot of people talk about them in whatever opinion they have. But the Guggen Squad made a video where they went to uh, Boston, and they fished. Um, they fished in the river. They got a, I think, like a four or five pounder out the river. And then um, went to went to Cape, and uh, we're both doing we're doing the brackish water thing, the fresh and salt water over there, going after largemouth and wipers while they're out there. It's just, I mean, it just looks like such a cool setting out there. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they they put into perspective, you know, what that you know East Coast vibe is really like. Yeah, the Cape is the Cape is a very interesting place. I mean, you know the. The, the brackish water, you know, that you're talking about, it, it's just, it's, it's so unique and, and the wildlife out there is so crazy. Um, I have plans to go out, um, out there this year, um, to do some bass fishing with Sean the Fisherman, um, because he knows all the spots. So <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Well, let's get, let's dive into, uh, you know, 36 minutes later and talking fishing. Let's dive into what to do off the water, man. Off the water, dude. It's <laughs> off the water is. I mean, I'm I'm usually flat out with the, with the kids. Um, you know, we we try to do all kinds of stuff between camping and um, just hanging out. You know, it's more yeah. off the water is usually all family time. If you if it's not work, it's family time or bait making. You know, that's I do, I, I've, I've done this for myself lately. So basically what I'm doing is I work in the bait lab, magic zone, um, the basement, whatever anybody calls it. Cause I've gotten so many people saying, <laughs> Oh, you know, I want to go check out the magic zone and, or the bait lab or whatever. Um, I do that Monday through Friday if I'm not working or something's going on from usually around nine till about two and that's what it is and on the weekends it's not there at night 
I've cut back my nights um, to spend more with, with the family. Um, you know, so I always answer my phone, but other than that, I try to spend as much time with the family as I can. Um, I, I'm lucky, you know, we're both lucky. Um, I, I remember when I'm in the academy, my instructor goes, there's a thousand people for your feet in those boots right now. Mm-hmm. He goes, love this job. And I do. And the great thing about this job is it makes me stay home more with the family, which is great. You know, I get to see the little guy growing up from, he came up to me holding an egg today and he goes, egg. And I'm like, where did you hear that from? Like, (laughs) I don't know where you heard that from, you know? So it's like, it's one of those things, you know, it's, that's my off the water. That's, that's, that's what I do. Um, I know we were talking a little bit before, um, I, so summer's coming springtime, summer. I like to smoke meat. Uh Uh, My man. I just got into it last year. Um, it's, it's funny because springtime came around. My wife's like, Hey, I think I said, I had this like little, like seriously, like, I don't know, foot and a half by foot and a half charcoal grill. And I'm like, I need something bigger. So of course, you know, she's like father's day is right around the corner. She finds this, this smoker, uh, grill thing. And she's like, you want this? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I get it. And I'm just like smoking everything I possibly can, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and we went down to her parents' house and this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. And I wanted to bring it, but um, we have two SUVs, so it's it's tough to carry things like that around. So um, Lowe's had a sale on an electric smoker. She's like, listen, she goes, it's 200 bucks. I'm like, done deal. Let's go. Loaded up, went and got it, brought it back to the house, and all weekend, that's all I did. Smoked meat all weekend. So that's my that's my other thing during the summer is, you know, I'll put something in there, go fishing, I'll back out, you know, and that's what I do. Um, nice. Obviously that and drinking whatever I can get my hands on, usually. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny, you know, we can you can tell, you know, especially firemen, a lot of guys cut from the same cloth on that. So, um, the last now 2020 wasn't able to do it. 20, uh, what was it? 2018. One of the days is working shifts, but the last intermittently, the last five years, uh, I've done a uh, 
cook-off that it's a bunch of fire it's a bunch of firehouses in the area um both city and suburbs and we go and we compete and i actually took home actually i got look at this right here hold on hold on <laughs> 2017 right here oh this look at is that number one for smoked pulled pork Boom. really oh yep. man that's that's one of my favorites that between <laughs> between that and the brisket i'm a big brisket guy i, I love brisket and i tell you i youtube is the most wonderful thing uh, <laughs> you know i just i found a couple youtube channels and followed them and it's just it's phenomenal um yeah smoking meat like i tell you we had actually had a smoker donated to us at the firehouse <laughs> so if you want if you'd like a very entertaining story uh stick around afterwards i could tell you our smoker dilemma between all three shifts <laughs> <laughs> i can only imagine I can oh only my imagine. god <laughs> <laughs> i know how it works <laughs> LTP, if you're listening, I'm sorry for throwing you on the spot like that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that's my off the water deal, like smoking, and actually, I've gotten into um, uh, the tiny boat building too. I mean, that's that's on the water, off the water kind of thing, but yeah. uh, I actually enjoy that. I'm a, I've always been mechanical, so I graduated with a, uh, I wouldn't say degree, but I graduated from a tech school. Um, study in machine technology. So I was a machinist for a little while. Um, I was a propane technician for a little while, diesel mechanic, firefighter. <laughs> so nice. um, I've done a little bit of everything. I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. So Hey, man, bet, best way to be, right? <laughs> it is. It is. It so, is. So that's your off the water. You know, um, and a lot of this, when we do this podcast, is kind of for our listeners. So if, if they were to travel to your area, you know, and and I get you know your family, but you know if you can, can you give us three of your favorite restaurants? Now that includes coming to your house, eating your meats, and drinking your beer as well. <laughs> well, that's always yeah. That's that's I always strive to do something like that. I'm I'm the kind of guy that you know I'd rather make something. I, so in high school, I was actually, I worked at my uncle's restaurant. So I cooked, I was a cook for a while too. So okay. I say Jack of all trades. I mean, Boom. I go all the way back to Boom, that. It's you right know? there. There it is. <laughs> so, um, you know, and my stepmother is full blown Italian. So <laughs> just how it works. Right. I, hey, um, dude, I, I may have a Polish last name and look pure Polak, but I'm half Italian. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's all right. That's go. all right. So do you I, know uh, about the polenta and sauerkraut? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh my uh mother's maiden name is uh Urso. Oh, okay. Yep. So bear. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. There you yep. go. Yeah, I'd rather I I like to cook, you know, for everybody. Uh, and I usually do. Um but Are restaurants you cook around at the firehouse? Me, actually no. I am not. I'm not the one that they go to. Uh I'm the second. It's better that off that through. way sometimes. Yeah, yeah. We have we have another guy who smokes stuff way better than I do. <laughs> so, um, as far as restaurants go, I mean, we got 
Yeah, it, it's tough because I, I'm a big guy, so I like I like all kinds of food, you know. Um, down the road, we have a place called uh, Bonavitas. It's just a you know, a, a Italian grill thing, you know, place. It's it's got really good food. Um, if you're gonna come to Connecticut, oh man, this is tough. This is such a horrible question. Um, this is a staple question. What do you mean? <laughs> it's such a horrible question. I mean, it, it, it's it really depends. On like we have an awesome barbecue place, you know, okay. um, out by the airport. Um, that's phenomenal. Um, where else? You just need one more. That's yeah, it. I know, <laughs> I know it, and it's it's so, so tough because okay, here we, I, I got one. I do. All right. Okay. I'm a hibachi guy. Oh, okay. I, lo- I love hibachi. So there's a place actually in Manchester um, that does phenomenal hibachi. Uh, and you're gonna ask me the name, I don't know it, <laughs> I just know where it's at. Um, <laughs> all right, but it's not a chain one, it's it's well, there's I think there's two two locations, one's in New York, but it's it's not like uh, the one that was that went out of business or whatever. Benny Hanna, yeah, that one, yeah, it's not <laughs> like that, <laughs> a lot different, you know. Um, you know, one thing that I do see, and you know, I, I haven't experienced this, and Maybe you could answer the question, but being that you're coastal, do you guys uh, have a lot of seafood offerings, just like specifically like places to go get, um, you know, to go get um, oysters or to go get, uh, you know, lobsters and crabs and stuff like that? You, you're going to ask me this, and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't eat seafood at all. Nothing. <laughs> Zero. Do you got an right? allergy? Nope, nope. No. So as a kid, as a kid, I used to eat like the only things that I ever ate was fish sticks and catfish. That's it, <laughs> right? No so alligator. My, Come on. Uh, I I had an alligator once, which tastes just like chicken. So yep, <laughs> it, it's just a little stringier. Um, but my wife, on the other hand, is a seafood fiend, right? Um, so there are certain places around here that do. Um, they get a lot of their. Like her family gets their seafood from a family friend. Okay. Um, as far as fresh seafood around here, and like I said, we're I'm I'm more north central Connecticut. Um, if you go out more towards uh, Mystic and stuff like that, there's a lot of phenomenal places out there. We only have one like really crappy place over here that I I, <laughs> I haven't heard good things about. So, um, so as far as the seafood thing goes. I'm I'm at a loss for you. I I don't do All seafood. Right. My wife does, and there's a few places around here um, that she gets seafood from that she likes, which is not bad. Captain Captain Jimmy's, which is an Aguan, which is a mass, has some type of phenomenal lobster, lobster mac and cheese, or lobster and butter sauce, something like that. But I've tried. I've tried. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll move on to an easier question. If um, if someone's coming to your area and you had to direct them into the direction of your favorite brewery or breweries, where would you send them? All right, I can answer this question. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so we have we have a couple around. Actually, I, I can't believe how big they're getting. Like how many of them are out here? You know, um, we have Treehouse up in Massachusetts. That's really good. Um, uh, my tr- go-to actually 
if I had to pick, it's actually local to me. It's in South Windsor, which is a couple towns south of me, um, called uh, Connecticut Valley Brewing. They have an awesome selection of craft beers, sours, um, ciders. Uh, they're phenomenal. Um, let's see. We also have... If you want to take a trip from here, which isn't too, I mean, it's not too, too far. Magic Hat was cool. I, I, I like that brewery. Magic Hat, we actually get out this way too. Yeah, they're, uh, they're yeah. on the national vendor list. There, it's, it's, I like Magic Hat a lot. Um, who else do we got? Uh, City Steam out of Hartford. Okay. Um, their beer that, that gets around is called Naughty Nurse. <laughs> I would yep. I would and imagine. I'm a I'm a Sam Adams guy too, so I was I, that I, was my next I'm, question. How could you do the uh the East Coast and not say Sam Adams? <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not very picky when it comes to beer. Um I drink everything. So it's the only thing I'm not a huge fan of are like the apple ciders, which are just some of them are too sweet for me. You know, I I can't drink. It, it was funny. I've I tried ciders. There's really one that I can only drink. Like if I drink Angry Orchard Reds, uh, what's the other one that's out there? Uh, Ace. I can't do any of those. It's so dry, and and like within like the first couple sips, I start getting a headache. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, no. there's one called Smith and Forge that I can do, and. That's really the only cider I can actually drink without being like, you know, like, oh, this tastes like crap and it's actually <laughs> making me sick. Yeah. Yeah. We, I did this. I'm, my wife was born. She drinks a lot of ciders and the sours and stuff like that. Um, we had one summer, like, I want to say like three or four summers ago where we did the, the hard root beer. Which, Not your father's? Yeah. And, and the creamsicle or whatever they had. It that's just, that's actually local to us. Is it? It's only an hour away from where I live. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yep. That's cool. Like it, it's, I, it was okay on like those really hot days and they were ice cold. That's like the yeah. only. That's the only <laughs> thing. But like to sit there and drink them, you know, I no, <laughs> no. We <laughs> we actually did a uh, we made a uh, corned beef brisket, uh, and we uh, we let it brine in the uh, not your father's root beer. That sounds good. Yeah, it was actually really good. That sounds good. I like that idea. I think I'll have to try that one. <laughs> um, all right. So, you know, you guys are kind of close to like the Anirondack areas. Are there any uh vineyards or uh wineries that uh for the for the ladies or men who like the uh wine tasting experience on the east coast over there? Um yeah, there are a few of them. Um I know Wow, there's one actually down near my in-laws' house, and I can't remember the name of it. There, there's a couple of them around that area, but as far as up here, I there's nothing close to me. Okay, um, it's it's usually cider mills or you know the small um, breweries that we have here. Do you guys have any uh, small um, distilleries in the area that do? Um like craft spirits or craft whiskeys um we do 
actually. Um, V1's actually about 30 minutes north of me. Okay. Um, and they're in South Hadley. Um, who else? There's, uh, there's one in Stafford Springs, which is about 20 minutes east of me. And that's, I think it's, I think they do ciders as well. Okay. Um, called, wow. It's, it's something, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it, it has to do with a rooster. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's something funky like that. Um, but it, I'm surprised there's not more around here, to be honest with you. But that's well, about that's those are the only two that I really know about that actually are within a driving distance of here. Okay. Um, other than that, it's uh, I make I make some apple pie moonshine. Hey, you know, one stop <laughs> shop, man. Yeah. You, we're just gonna list your address for anybody who comes to this area. They're just gonna you're gonna get up. Hey, we heard you have everything here. Yep, you, uh, we got smoked meats. We got we got some uh, some apple pie moonshine. Yep, we got some, you know got some craft beer, and you got baits in the basement. <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> right. So, you know, uh, moving forward. So, is there any now? You know, it's kind of weird because you don't hear a lot about Connecticut, but. Are there any state parks uh, in the area or any uh, recreational uh, places for hiking, mountain biking, or anything like that uh, where people go to? Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of places. Um, I mean, we got um, – well, so, I mean, as far as Connecticut goes, um, there's, a, there's a lot down more central and eastern – um, side, I never, I actually haven't been out too far west in Connecticut, um, but okay. I know there's some, there are some state parks out there. Um, hiking's huge around here. There's all kinds of places. Um, you can go 15 minutes north, 20 minutes north um, into Mass. There's Mount Tom. Uh, you know, uh, you can go up into Berkshires. There's, that's actually where I'm from. There's a ton of stuff up there. Um, down here, you know, most of it's most of it's just your your regular state parks. Um, you know, it's more trail walking than anything. Hiking's kind of, you know, I'd say we're a little bit more flat in Connecticut than we, than everybody else. But <laughs> um, there's a few little spots here and there that you can go and um, the state parks and whatnot. And there's some some pretty awesome scenery around. Um, cool. Off the top of my head, it's like Hopeville, and there's. Uh, Stafford Wildlife Refugee, I believe. Um, yeah, down towards down towards uh, Central Southern. There's a bunch of stuff like Colchester. There's some stuff over there. Um, Connecticut is Connecticut has a little bit of everything, um, you know, with what you're looking for and. Uh, my suggestion is finding something down towards the shore if you come up here. Obviously, that's that's the nice areas down there. Cool. And the last part of it is, 
being that you're, uh, you know, you're the dad and, you know, everything revolves around the children. Are there uh, museums, children museums or places to take the kiddos to while you're uh, in Connecticut or in your area or traveling about where they could get go run loose? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely um, all kinds of things. Actually, um, so Connecticut Science Museum, which is in Hartford, is pretty cool. If you go south, you can go to Mystic Aquarium. That's pretty cool. Um, with COVID, obviously, everything has been kind of condensed down. Um, you know, we've gone there a couple of times. We actually just went to Mystic two weeks ago, um, checked it out. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. They had like a whole dinosaur museum or uh, exhibit in there. Um, and I believe Connecticut Children has it right now, too. Um, as far as my area, if you go north into Mass a little bit, and it's just because I actually live like right on the line. So I go to Mass quite a bit. Um, Dr. Seuss is actually from Springfield. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> they have a, um, a museum there, the Basketball Hall of Fame, because basketball was invented in Massachusetts. Yeah. If you didn't know that. Um, that's there. Um, Holyoke. I don't know if they, we were talking about this the other day at work. I don't know if they have a museum for it, but volleyball was created in Holyoke. Really? So yeah, yeah, I know. Um, you know, and, uh, let's see. Are you familiar with Yankee Candle? I sure am. They're like 40 minutes North in Massachusetts. You know, every <laughs> every podcast that I have been doing over the last year and some change, uh, something always comes up for Olivia where, oh, look at this. We can go to the Yankee Candle Factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy because they, they have the store and then they have two huge buildings like uh, within a mile of each other. Um, and then actually the owners, the previous owners of Yankee Candle, when they sold it, they were told they couldn't, they couldn't recreate a brand or anything like that for like, I don't know, two or three years or something. They recreated a brand and now they're north a little bit. Um, and they are called, wow, having a brain fart. Hold on. I know this. I, I, it's, it's, um, let's see. Not backyard candles. That's crazy. <laughs> Yankee candle. Not bath and body works. Um, Whip City Candle? Oh, no, that's not it. Oh, I forgot to tell you about that place, too. That's a good place. Um, wow, I, and it's sitting, there's one sitting right there, and I can't see it. <laughs> it is called Kringle. Kringle Candles. Okay. Um, there is a phenomenal store, too. Um, but what I was going to say was Sturbridge Village is phenomenal. They're, they're, they're a little bit uh, near Worcester, Mass, just on the line as well. Um, old old village, like, they've, they've have everything pretty much saved from 
the 1900s, you know, it's, it's one of those kind of places. That's kind of cool too. And if you're out there, Treehouse is out there as well. <laughs> right. So Treehouse Brewery and Sturbridge Village. But um, okay. yeah, I mean, that's as far as, as, as you know, because like I said, I'm, I'm right on the line in Massachusetts. So most of my time spent around this area is usually in Massachusetts, outside of Hartford. Um, other than that, we're down at her parents' house and we're actually close enough to Rhode Island that we go to Rhode Island quite a bit. So cool. It's one of those things, and Connecticut's a small enough state that you can you can get through it pretty fast. Good, good. All right, man. Well, that's that's the questionnaires for uh, off the water, but we're gonna roll into um, our little new uh, part of this uh, podcast. So at this time, we normally do true confessions. However, <laughs> it's twenty twenty one and True Confessions was in 2020. So we're going to kick 2021 off with uh, with a new nah, – it's not a game, but it's going to be a review. So this part of the podcast now, what we're going to do is called the beer review. And what I'm doing and my fellow guests um, are going to do is give a review of a beer, whether they're drinking it, it's their favorite beer, first time trying this beer. You know, the kind of inspiration comes from... Uh... Hold on. Oh. One second. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, why he's, why he's gone, for those who are listening, the the uh, inspiration of this comes from uh, Barstool Sports. So if you're not familiar with Barstool Sports, go follow them. But this is uh, the pizza review. So... It's just like uh, the little segment's called uh, Everybody Gets One Bite. You know Barstool Sports, right, Dame? Yeah. All, All right, right. I'll so, do Just for you. Nice. So are you familiar with Barstool Sports? Um, you'll have to refresh me on it. Okay. Uh, Barstool Sports is kind of like how Paddle and Finn is, except for everything in the sports world. And there's a segment called um, uh, pizza, the Pizza Review. It's called Everybody Gets One Bite. You know the rules. So what this is, it, it, all they do is review pizzas from across the country. Well, guess what? We're going to do the same thing with beer. All right? So we crack it open. Whether you know it or not, all right, that's a little disclaimer. But you crack open your beer, you take one sip, and you're going to tell your impression of what you uh, think of it and give it a rating. So Everybody gets one sip instead of one bite. Here we go. Oh, we know what? Before we do it, let's let's. What are we drinking? So you go first, and then I'll follow you. Yeah, Berkshire Brewing Company. It's Hypnado American IPA. All right, and we're gonna do this based out of ten stars. So you know, whatever you rate it at, you give a number between one and uh, one and ten. What I'm drinking here is the Cashmere Pulaski. Chicago Pilsner from Maplewood Brewing. It's a dry hop Pilsner uh, made with uh, cashmere hops. So everybody gets one sip. You know the rules. Let's go. Mm. Mm. All right. You go first. Uh, I would say about a seven. About a seven. What 
What are you feeling? How, how what are you tasting right there? It's very, very hippie. <laughs> very hippie. So, you know, I'm gonna give this one a six. Um, you have it's kind of like drinking Miller Lite, but you're adding a bunch of hop to it. And with that, with that hop, it gives it like it kind of feels like I just drank a Miller Lite and I ate a bunch of marijuana and now I'm burping up a weed smell. <laughs> Alrighty then. Alrighty so, then. so, so that's a six right there. Hey, that right. Works. That works. <laughs> so, so thank you for coming to our first session of um, one, one sip. Everybody knows the rules. <laughs> that was um, good. Hey, Brian, I'm sorry if we get sued by Barstool Sports for uh, stealing or making a play on what they have. Uh, you can talk to me after the podcast about this. <laughs> <laughs> and Barstool Sports, we are more than willing to come on with you guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. we're, we're about the end of the show, man. Um, you know, I'm going to give the floor to you, and you, uh, you go ahead, give a shout-out pull some plugs for uh, who you need to. And uh, yeah, man, tell everybody uh, what's on your mind. And if you think this podcast sucks, let me know. <laughs> no, no, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I, I always, I always like to go on and, and talk anything and whatever, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And I mean, I, I know you're, you're probably the same way as me. Like you're, you always look forward to those round tables at work, you know, um, yeah. especially when the old timers come in. That's always the best, um, you know, but Hey, you know, we get to talk about our favorite things like, you know, fishing and, and beer and the, the job, you know, I honestly, it's, it's awesome. I, I appreciate the, the, you know, invite to come on and talk beyond paddle and fin. I apologize that I'm not an avid kayak fisherman, but I give you guys all credit because that I have two buddies that lost all their stuff. When they flip their kayak, yeah. I give you guys credit because <laughs> I, it's it's crazy, um, you know. So uh, you know, you're talking about uh, the job, you know. And I, I I'm sorry to disrupt you, but do you uh, do you listen to the Getting Salty podcast? No, no. Oh man, you got to check them out because uh, this is the job. <laughs> and here's the thing. If we were to, if we were to talk about the job, man, this podcast go on pretty much all night. <laughs> I'll save that for another time. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. But shout out no. to getting salty podcast, man. Check them out too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thank you for letting me come on and um, talk a little bit about stretching lines and uh, who I am and what I do. Um, you know, I try to be open with everybody, whether you are a customer to me. Um, or you've never heard of my, my company, you know, I try to be through and through, you know, all the way with anybody and everybody. Um, so I, I think, I think everybody that that's been interested in stretching lines, that's pushed me this far, big things coming this year. Um, we collaborated with, uh, my other, one of my other, um, pro staff sponsors, Hookset Hoodlums. They got some baits coming out made by me, um, with their input. Um, you know, I'll just go through my, my pro staff guys, uh, you know, reaction tackle. Um, and I don't know if you knew this, you may, we're both, 
Wicked Weights guys, you know. Yep. So gotta give Jimmy a, a shout out there. Um, you know, hooks at Jonas Custom Jigs, um, uh, Martin's Custom Jigs, uh, Slayright uh, Fishing, um, Slay Nation. Obviously, if you guys are looking for a small kayak, small boat, John boat, that's the place to go. I mean, every event is is phenomenal. Like. You don't leave there mad that you didn't catch what you wanted, you know. Um, the giveaways and stuff from that just alone are awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I got to thank my family for dealing with all the shit that I put them through, you know. <laughs> whether it's whether it's work or whether it's fishing related, you know, they're they all love they all love to do it. But they like to do it on their time, and unfortunately with me, it's like it's either I'm at work with the kid or fishing. So, um, you know, I got to thank him for that. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I appreciate you guys for letting me come on and talk to you and bullshit and we can, we can go all night. <laughs> <laughs> it's no problem ball, man. We're, I'm happy to have you on this, on this podcast. And, you know, a, as much as you may not think about it, you know, for those who are traveling, who are in that area, um, you know, your information helps, you know, it, it helps someone make a decision about how they're going to spend their time in the area that's there. So, you know, for some, it may not seem like it's a big deal, but, you know, even the little little bit of information from someone who's not familiar with uh, the area, it helps tremendously when planning the trip. So, you know, a, any advice and any tips and what you feel about the area is great. You know, yeah. we just know. We just know they're gonna show up to your house and demand everything you said you do. So, you know, yeah. that's on you. That's on you. Yeah, hit me up. I mean, you're, if you're in the area or around, hit me up. Um, I'm always down to do something. Um, you know, and we got everything set up right now in the basement. I have a whole couple racks of baits set up. You know, people can come and go, and you have a certain color you want to do. Hit me up. Make it happen. You know, when when uh, when kayak fishing and fishing in general takes off to be like a huge, 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 huge sport. And you have teams that are on tour buses. Just watch one day. There's going to be a tour bus with about 50 people coming off that tour bus going, Hey, we heard you, uh, you do all this. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll have to get, uh, get a bigger smoker then. <laughs> right. <laughs> <A> bigger cooler. <laughs> oh man. That's all right. Well, Damien, dude, it's been awesome. Um, you know, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, and you know what? I'm sure uh, I'm sure you'll be back in one way or another on this podcast. Hey, I'm always uh, I'm always down for chatting. That's a, that's a, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> cool, man. Well, uh, guys, that's going to end this episode of Off the Water. Um, you know, again, if you have not already, or if you somehow missed the big uh, disclaimer in the beginning. Please go ahead, check out what's going on with the trail series. Check out the uh, open down on Dale Hollow, Clash of Clubs on Dale Hollow, and the rest of the season that's on there. There's some big money at stake. There's some big prizes at stake. But most of all, there's a great time, and you get to hang out with me and the other hosts from Paddle and Finn. So uh, give that a peek. Get signed up, and let's go. But till then, we'll see you off the water. Peace. 
Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, in fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, in fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle in Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. Six, eight Western. Oh, mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.